transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. Our wild paradise, the kingdom of heaven. here with the Mojave Cottontails and the Western Gopher Snakes and the Tarantulas on the Prowl. Some creatures think less than us and some think more. Thinking is the part that generally gets us into trouble. Just look at a raven hanging around the taco shop drive-thru. You're just sitting there wishing there was another place to get something to eat after dark, maybe quietly checking several things on your phone, like something important happened that requires your acknowledgement of it in the 15 minutes since you got in the car. The raven's doing another kind of thinking. But we are people, sometimes we go astray, that's alright, that's our opposing nature, and we know how to get back on the right road. Not the straight and narrow. The straight and narrow is the highway used by Russian tanks and Amazon Prime double-trailer diesels. Look for the crooked road, the crooked beat, the way of the wanderer. That's where, hopefully, we can think about the important stuff. Not regrets... Not embarrassment, not another memory of another unpleasant interaction with another equally unhappy person stuck in this same dull, real world. That raven is thinking about how to get some of that food as it passes from the taco shop window to the driver's seat. That's what a lawyer calls actionable. That's what a lawyer likes to say when they're dreaming of buying another BMW. Thinking about the stuff you can change, big stuff, rearranging your life, discarding the situations and belongings which bring you no joy at all. You might recite a sonnet, or a mantra, or a Hail Mary, or the five remembrances of the Buddha. That's a good way to clear out the trash that collects in the front of the head, like bugs in the grill of a car. 
all that brain power in there, always ready to go into overdrive. We can design and build and successfully launch a spaceship and make the thing intentionally crash into an asteroid, and we can make internal lists of every time we were wronged by somebody, all with the same brain. Last year, one of those influencer travel booklets asked me to write something about Joshua Tree National Park. And as I've lived around here for decades now, and I write about the desert and etc. And especially because they offered a little bit of money for the piece, I wrote up a sort of benediction for people at the end of their Joshua Tree travel experience. Because for everybody who posts a video saying it's a magical place, there's somebody else sitting in traffic thinking, what's the point? Especially in tourist season, which is starting again out here, even though the weather is miserable again. And it costs $100 to fill up the tank again. Who knows what kind of numbers we'll see this time around. Less than last year, probably. A little more space for those who do come out, even though the trend peaked in 2021. did not care for my submission. Apparently, it broke some rule I did not know about that you can't say anything critical about the place you're writing about. Sort of a 1970s Soviet tour company approach, I guess. So it belongs to me again. And I think it's a relevant sermon for our time and place. But first, let me remind you that this coming week, Thursday, October 6th, at the Poisson Rouge LPR in the West Village, New York City, Desert Oracle Radio, live on stage. Go to lpr.com or desertoracle.com events to get your tickets. They're on sale now and they're cheaper than most things in the world.
lacking the traditional places to go of most destinations, from parking spaces at the few trailheads to restaurants for dinner, the desert road trip to Joshua Tree mostly takes place inside cars and rental RVs. The most popular thing to do in the national park tucked between the sprawl of Coachella Valley and the rinky-dink ex-urban towns of the Morongo Basin is to take a circular drive that returns you to Highway 62 to the north or Interstate 10 to the south. Yes, you can camp in the park, but there are less than 500 campsites across nine campgrounds, and they do fill up quickly. So for all but a lucky few, the park itself is something you breeze through before returning to your vacation rental. Of which there are thousands, from Yucca Valley to 29 Palms and everywhere in between. On the busiest weekends when they're all taken up, the motels and resorts of Palm Springs and other desert cities receive sunburned and road-weary travelers. But the vibe is all about the high desert. The Mojave side of Joshua Tree National Park with the famed yucca trees and the boulder piles and the perfect homesteader cabins with the cute names and Ikea furnishings and thrift store chowskis. We know it's easy to scorn the Instagram JT vibe, which combines the most vapid elements of the past decade's culture, brands, influencers, self-care, fantasy, minimalism, feel-good sloganeering about nature and natives. It's a vibe that means little and goes nowhere, which is why you can rent it for a weekend in the form of a former rental unit that recently housed the low-wage workers who lived here. It's a product. Thoughtful travelers are interested in what the locals do, but what does that mean in a place where locals are outnumbered 10 to 1? Joshua Tree, the unincorporated San Bernardino County area between the retirement community of Yucca Valley and the marine-based town of 29 Palms. Well, they lost a thousand residents between the 2010 and 2020 census, pushed out by the vacation rental industry. Those who remain are more poor more white and more likely to be living in poverty or disabled than their Southern California neighbors. People who rarely, if ever, enter the national park, who don't have hours to wait for a table at a tourist restaurant, 
notice the Go Back to L.A. stickers on the locals' vehicles. Those all appeared in the year 2020. When the weather's bad like it is for half the year, it's difficult to live in this place. Wildfire smoke and Southland haze, the wilting late summer humidity that is rarely accompanied by the monsoon rains of our neighboring Sonoran Desert. Traffic jams on the one real road in or out, it all tests the resolve of the year-round resident. A couple of years into a global pandemic that turned the Morongo Basin into a hot real estate market, not only for Airbnb speculators, but for people escaping the expensive coastal cities forever... It can still be a lonely place. The summertime refuge of our lone movie theater is long gone, seemingly for good. People make excuses to go to Walmart or the Stater Brothers grocery store just to have some air-conditioned place to visit for a while. Only the tourist bars survive the culling of local businesses, and anyone who has walked into the sweltering Joshua Tree Saloon on an August or September night understands that swamp coolers only work when the outside air is dry. The best thing to do is to embrace the good and avoid the bad. No joy will come from the sunbelt stucco strip malls and second-tier fast food franchises on the highway. You can wear yourself out looking for natural wisdom from the wizened locals because all but a few of them moved here in the 1990s or early 2000s from the suburbs of Los Angeles and Long Beach. of Joshua Tree, first realized by Pasadena socialite Minerva Hamilton Hoyt when she lobbied her powerful friends in the Franklin Roosevelt administration to create Joshua Tree National Monument in 1936, is to preserve as much of the natural desert as possible for the sake of the desert itself. And for the inspiration it provides to people who live around here and especially to city people in desperate need of real wilderness. For its first 80 years, the outside world mostly ignored Joshua Tree. Roads were narrow, comforts were few. That's how it was 40 years ago, too, when I began making the trip in my International Scout 4x4 with an army surplus tent and an igloo ice chest in the back. At the Winter Circle, the old dive bar where Crossroads Cafe lives today, I talk with wild-eyed riders from the San Bernardino County motorcycle gangs and leather-faced rock climbers who specifically enjoyed the lack of people around the boulders. 
there were bigger and better desert preserves in the southwest with lovelier views and livelier towns, but Joshua Tree was close to home. SoCal for me back then. And ignored by the crowds who packed Zion and the Grand Canyon at summer vacation time and Easter break and Thanksgiving... The upgrade from National Monument to National Park completed in 1994 with the California Desert Protection Act did not bring in the mobs. Visits slowly increased and sometimes dropped again until something like equilibrium was reached in the early mid-2010s with 1.5 million annual visitors. Since then, the tourist traffic has doubled and Joshua Tree National Park is among the nation's top 10 most visited parks. All those people must be getting something out of it. In a time when few young people can afford houses, especially houses with backyards, part of the attraction is simply having some space for a long weekend. A respite from the sirens, the police helicopters, the public freakouts made worse by the pandemic, the tremendous inequality you cannot ignore in the city. It's probably why so many visitors go overboard and make enemies of their temporary desert neighbors. People crave space. We crave release, and sometimes we forget that the quiet desert landscape carries our drunken voices, magic mushroom epiphanies, and Spotify playlists over many acres of desert. So when you come to the desert, seek some of that quiet for yourself. Add to the quiet if you can. Make time for lazy evening walks down dirt roads and dry washes. That is when you'll see and hear the most wildlife, bushy-tailed coyotes crossing the trail. The ghostly vision of a bobcat disappearing into the brush. The long, weird arms of Joshua trees reaching into a night sky with visible constellations. distant hoot of a great horned owl. When it's hot, the dawn hour is best for seeing and hearing some of the 250 bird species known to visit or live within the national park and environs. That's when the mammals are still out, when the snakes are sunning themselves. You could always take a midday nap. That's what the animals tend to do. If you're lucky, this desert will do something for your soul. Repair it, maybe, or give it new purpose. The real miracle of Joshua Tree National Park, from the hot Colorado desert side closer to Palm Springs to the pinion-forested peaks of the little San Bernardino Mountains near Yucca Valley... 
The real miracle is that so much of this wild, strange landscape has been protected and set aside even as a Southern California blob fills in every available space between its mountain and desert boundaries. Boundaries created by public land that has never been more necessary. It's a miracle you can get in on without much effort. Consider Mojave Desert Land Trust, which started up in Joshua Tree just before this area became world famous. That land trust has already acquired more than 100,000 acres of wild desert within, around, and connecting the national park to neighboring national monuments, wildlife corridors, and the mostly untouched land of the military bases that served the beast and the birds trying to survive a hotter, drier, more crowded Mojave. You can make a donation and keep the desert in your heart. Volunteer to clean up desert land to restore desert plants lost to fire and off-road vehicles. You can be more than a consumer out here if the spirit moves you. This is the vast nothingness full of life we come here for, a landscape that rewards us for letting it be. Desert Oracle Radio with Soundscapes by Red Blue Black Silver. Well, it got down to about 97 degrees the other day, and I thought, now I'm going to put up my Halloween decorations. Just a bunch of those signs telling everybody how proud I am of my opinions. It's just one sign, really. Twelve feet wide, seven feet tall. More of a billboard. And it says, In this house, we encourage tales of the local Sasquatch and river monsters and haunted old churches. In this house, we honor and occasionally curse our ancestors, and we may occasionally hold discourse with them in our dreams. In this house, we refuse to shun the mysterious and wonderful aspects of life. In this house... The devil better bring a six-pack with his deck of cards. 
From Amboy to Zizix and across the great Mojave wilderness and beyond, this is Desert Oracle Radio broadcasting from the American desert. From Joshua Tree, from our home station, KCDZ 107.7 FM. And on whatever kind of device you're listening to, it sounds best on the radio. Friends, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, this coming week on Thursday night, October 6th, Desert Oracle Radio is coming to the West Village. Tickets are on sale now at DesertOracle.com. Just click events or go to LPR.com. One night only, and I'm not hauling stuff to sell. Because it's not going to fit in a carry-on. But but bring your books if you want them signed. We'll do that after the show. And if you want to support Desert Oracle, which is an unintentional nonprofit, well, we are finally about to open up the subscription sales again. some news coming up in that department. We're just working out the details, but those of you who've been so patient about the Desert Oracle publication, ye shall be satisfied, I hope. The West Coast Tour begins in Oakland, October 21st, Arcata, 10-22, Portland, 10-23, Vancouver, the Canadian Vancouver, 10-26, Seattle, 10-28, Boise, 10-30, and Halloween night in Salt Lake City. I really just want to sit around and read the Bible and have my coffee and talk to the Ravens, but I'm going to do one more of these. I hope to see a good night from the Voice of the Desert. <laughs> 